Get ready for the greatest roast of all time. The Roast of Tom Brady. A Netflix live event happening May 5th. Hosted by Kevin Hart, the seven-time world champion gets his cleats held to the fire by famous friends and frenemies on an unforgettable night where everything is fair game. Tune in on May 5th at 5 p.m. Pacific time for The Roast of Tom Brady, live only on Netflix. You ready? Showtime. On May 3rd, summer starts with The Fall Guy. What are you doing later? Let's drink a spicy margarita. Make some bad decisions. Yes! Audiences are falling in love with the most entertaining film of the year. Fall Guy. Fall Guy. Fall Guy. That's what the poster said. See Ryan Gosling and Emily Blunt in the movie critics say exists to make you happy. Trying to make it out? Nope. Because I don't either. It's not what I'm into right now. What are you into? Talking. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> the Fall Guy. Only in theaters May 3rd. Read it PG-13. Welcome right. to New York. Oh. This is is the Devil's Devil's State of Mind Mind Podcast, Podcast. brought to you by the Hockey Hockey Podcast Podcast Network. Network. Now here's your host, host, Neil Villapiano! It's Timo time, Devils fans. What is going on, Devils fans? It is, as always, your host, your best friend, your confidant, your number one source, Neil Villapiano, and welcome to another exciting edition of the Devil's State of Mind podcast right here on the Hockey Podcast Network as well as Sports Wire Radio, the best place to get everything you need to know about your new Jersey Devils. As always, guys, I hope you're having a fantastic day wherever you are listening to this podcast episode. Thank you guys, as always, for taking time out of your day to check these episodes out. You already know that I greatly appreciate it. it means the freaking world to me how much you guys enjoy the content that I give you and I I thank you so very much. This podcast episode and everything we do here at the Hockey Podcast Network are sponsored as always by our great friends over at DraftKings Sportsbook. Folks, we are now down to the nitty gritty. 20 some odd games left to go in the NHL regular season. 20-some-odd games to go in the NBA season, and Major League Baseball is right around the corner. And with all these awesome sporting events going on and so many more things, DraftKings has given you guys unbelievable opportunities to get in on huge, and I mean huge, cash prizes. So if you want to get in on all this action, I got a deal for you. You go to DraftKings Sportsbook right now, sign up, Use our promo code THPN. Again, the promo code is THPN. And as always, tell them that your boy Neil Villapiano sent you. And once again, a big thank you and shout out to our sponsors at DraftKings Sportsbook for sponsoring the Hockey Podcast Network as well as the Devil's State of Mind podcast. We had ourselves one fun week this past week, I think is fair to say, Devils fans. And going into this upcoming week, I mean, the excitement 
is just there, right? Timo Meyer is going to make his Devils debut at the Prudential Center. Well, he already made his debut, but his home debut is going to be this Tuesday. And I'm going to be at the game. I'm super excited. I know a lot of you guys are. And let's give Timo Meyer a warm welcome and a warm Devils welcome uh, to the Prudential Center. And I'm sure he's excited like we all are. But the Devils had a lot of really good action this past week, and we are going to recap all of it. And if you haven't had a chance to check out our trade deadline recap where we talked about Devils acquiring Timo Meyer as well as Curtis Lazar, uh, we spoke to we spoke to a couple of uh, good insiders, definitely some guys, Johnny Lazarus, uh, who covers the New York Rangers, Andrew McKinney, who covers the Boston Bruins. Uh, really great guys. It was a really great episode. I highly recommend you go check that out before you finish this episode. But this episode is going to be strictly covering the last three games against the Avalanche, Vegas Golden Knights, and the Arizona Coyotes. So, as always, guys, we have a bunch to get to here on the Devil's State of Mind podcast. So let's not waste any more time and get rolling. So we'll kick things off with the game on March 1st, back on March 1st, Wednesday, against the Colorado Avalanche. Devils coming into Colorado looking for the season sweep of the defending Stanley Cup champions. Avalanche coming in, not just the fact that they're playing home, but riding a six-game winning streak. So you knew that this was going to be a tough task for the New Jersey Devils in this one. No Timo Meyer uh, in this one as he was progressing towards getting to play, but the Devils got off on the right foot. Andre Pilat with his seventh goal of the year, got things going 67, 67 seconds into this game to give the Devils a one nothing lead. And they continued to press. They continued to push. It was a really fantastic start to this game. Nate Bastian got a goal, his fifth of the year. Tomas Tatar, who we've talked about a bunch over the last couple episodes, has really, really stepped it up of late. He got his 14th. I think he's definitely going to end up uh, reaching over 20 goals uh, this year. And just like that, it's 3 nothing, And we're up 3 nothing in Colorado against the defending Cup champions. Now, as the Devils routinely do, uh, they ended up conceding uh, a goal late in the period, 14 seconds to go. Um, not a surprise. It was Nathan McKinnon who has been playing really well of late, and he gets the abs on the board. So it's 3-1 to one after 1. But also like what the Devils have been doing, they found a way to answer back. Dougie Hamilton tying the franchise record for most goals scored in the season by a defenseman, getting his 18th of the year would immediately respond to the McKinnon goal to make it 4-1. to one. And then Miles Wood becomes another double-digit goal scorer on this team, getting his 10th of the year, scoring on a power play just as it was expiring, so it didn't end up counting as a power play goal. And right then and there, it's 5-1. to one. We are dominating the avalanche. Everything's going well. And then it didn't. Because in the span of two minutes and nine seconds, the Avalanche would put the full court press. I know this is hockey, but I'll use a basketball term. The full court press on the Devils scoring not one, not two, but three goals in the span of two minutes and four seconds. And all of a sudden, it's five to four. So we went from it being a blowout to we got a hockey game here. I mean, this is crazy because remember, the first game, and it, granted, this was way back in October, but the first matchup between these two teams ended in a one to nothing win for the Devils. So we did a complete flip, you know, of what type of intensity we were going to get. But 
Dawson, or should I say Dogson Mercer, getting his 20th goal of the season, his first 20 goals uh, a year of his career. He would score for the seventh straight game in a row, extending that goal streak to seven. He would make it six to four. That would be the only goal of the second period. So you're going into the third up six to four. You're feeling pretty good. Uh, you know, I definitely would say that, you know, the mindset should be to try to get at least one more goal, really kind of, you know, put it in the minds of the Avalanche that they're not going to come back. But Valery Nachushkin right away was able to get a goal. I personally thought it was offsides, but what the hell is offsides, right? Like it's so, it's so ridiculous, honestly, just how inaccurate we we are when it comes to analyzing what is offsides, what isn't. But nonetheless, Valery Nachushkin scored. That made it six to five. And then Lindy Ruff, in a surprising but yet not so surprising decision, ended up pulling Vitek Vanacek, who really struggled in this game. I mean, he really struggled, and he put in Akira Schmid. And as I like to call him, Schmid the, Schmid the kid really stepped up as he did not allow the Avalanche to get that tying goal. Nico Heischer with his 26th of the year would score on an empty netter, and the Devils would close out this one with a 7-5 to win over the Avalanche. That is seven goals or more in each of the last two games. So that is a combined 14 goals in the last two games. The Philadelphia get the game against the Flyers, and then obviously this uh, shellac... Well, I don't even know if you call it shellacking because we only won by two. Uh, but this, uh, this win... High-scoring win over the Avalanche. So the Devils complete the season sweep of the defending champs. I think that that's such a big, big stepping stone for this team to kind of say, hey, we're taking that next step. We know that we can play with anybody. We're taking on a team that won the Stanley Cup last year. And there you go. And you look at Dawson Mercer, Dawson Mercer with his first Four-point night of his career, had a goal and three assists in this one. He really was the main star of this one. So a big win for the Devils to kind of begin this little mini-ish three-game road trip. So now we'll shift to the game against the Vegas Golden Knights in Vegas uh, two nights later. So, you know, again, Devils looking for the season sweep this time of Vegas. Last time they played was about a month and change ago and that overtime win devils came back and uh, and you know it ended up being Dougie Hamilton with the GWG Lindy Ruff ended up going with Akira Schmidt in this one which I honestly thought was the right move I felt like if you look at you know Schmidt came off of getting a shutout against the Flyers then he came in relief of VTech did not give up a goal in the time that he was in there so he's playing really he's playing some really really good hockey in that over the last couple of games. So you felt pretty good going into this one. You knew it was going to be a hostile environment. You know, Vegas has really become a big popular, you know, fan base. Uh, they've really have taken to hockey. It being the first major professional sports team in Vegas, you know, and considering how much success that Vegas has had, you know, they went to the cup final in year one and made the playoffs every year, but one, which was actually last year, you know, the devil's, really were going to have their hands full in this one. And I felt like that just the game as a whole, this was one of the best games I've seen the Devils play. They dominated play. They had tremendous puck possession. They got shots to the net. They were aggressive. They did everything that you could ask, except Aiden Hill stood on his head. He really, really played a tremendously strong game. And the Golden Knights got off 
to a good start themselves. Even though they didn't play well, they ended up getting themselves the early lead thanks to a shot from, I think it was Alec Martinez. It missed the net completely, hit the backboards, came out to the other side, and then Jonathan Marshall, so as he's falling down, was able to knock it in, beating Schmidt, and that made it one nothing uh, Vegas. But the Devils, as they routinely do, find a way to respond, and in bunches. Jesper Brad ties it up with his 25th of the year. He's only five away from 30 goals. And then once again, that bad man, that bad kid, Dogson Mercer, scoring for the eighth consecutive game. He sniped one off a great takeaway in the offensive zone, skating to the right side, and he just shot it far side, barred down and in, beating Aiden Hill in the devil's grab, the two to one lead after one. So you're feeling good. I mean, that was, you know, you earn the right. The devil's got to feel you earn the right to winning, to be in the lead for that game at that point. You know, you're dominating play, you're dictating everything. And even though it sucks that you gave up a goal, you found a way to respond and grab the lead. Now, again, Dawson Mercer, goal, eighth consecutive game that ties a franchise uh, record of eight games in a row. I mean, it's it's phenomenal, you know, especially when you think about when you think about he was in so many rumors to be traded in the Timo Meyer deal. And we all knew that there was it just wasn't going to happen that Dawson Mercer was going to get traded. You look at where, you know, he started, you know, last year and he's played he's still played in every single game he you know, since he got into the NHL. I mean, he's continuing to do tremendous things. He's already set a new Ironman record for most games. Uh, to start your career uh, with the Devils, it's really kind of impressive to see what he's uh, what he's accomplished. And he's growing so much in front of our eyes, and it's it's really great to see. And a, and a kid coming from such a small place in Newfoundland to being on a big stage in the National Hockey League, I think is phenomenal. And he's just such a likable guy, he's such a young, you know, happy-go-lucky type player, and he's getting a lot of success that he deserves. And so. Big time goal continues to get the, the goal streak to eight games, and he just continues to be on fire. Unfortunately, though, Jonathan Marchessault off a takeaway in the offensive zone. He kind of goes top shelf over the glove side of Schmidt. I kind of felt like Akira Schmidt could have made a save if he had a little bit better positioning on the shot, but nonetheless, uh, Marchessault with the second of the game uh, and ties it. And I just want to say this really quickly about Jonathan Marchessault. I want to like him. I really do because I like the way he plays. I love his story about being neglected by the Florida Panthers, you know, gets picked up in the expansion draft and becomes like almost kind of like the first star other than um, Marc-Andre Fleury. And, you know, he really flourished. But after his constant bitching in like the 2019 playoffs against San Jose and stuff like that, I kind of lost some of that like that likeness that I had for him. Uh, I still think he's a tremendous player, and I still definitely am a fan of him one way or another. Who knows? Maybe I'll get his jersey down the road. We'll see. I, I don't know. Uh, but anyway, you know, Marceau gets his second of the game, and so it's 2-2 going into the third period. And once again, with the Devils being so aggressive in the offensive zone, as you know, guys, it eventually will lead to some odd man rushes for the other team going the other way. And that was the situation here as the Golden Knights created a two-on-one. And Jack Eichel, somehow, I don't know how he got it through, but he somehow tapped it in on a two-on-one, beating Akira Schmidt. Again, I felt like Schmidt should have gotten the save there. But nonetheless, Jack Eichel scores, and Vegas grabs the lead back at 3-2. to two. And 
I know this is going to sound ridiculous, but I really did feel like at that moment that I was like, it's probably not the devil's night just because it wasn't that the devils weren't playing well. They were playing great. It's just that it was one of those nights where when Vegas got their opportunities, they cashed in. And when the devils didn't, and they got a lot of opportunities, Aiden Hill just denied them. But again, I don't know why I doubt this team anymore. They find a way to tie it up again. And Miles Wood with goals in back-to-back games. He gets one in, kind of whacking it on a rebound. Just a great tap in by Miles Wood, his 11th of the year. He's starting to pick it up again, you know, with his scoring and with him being impactful on that bottom six role in that fourth line, the BMW line. It's great to see. And so the Devils, once again, tie it up. And again, like I said, goals of back-to-back games and the game had to go to overtime. But I did want to, I just realized I, I missed one thing. Just moments before Miles Wood had tied it, Akira Schmidt had to stop a penalty shot thanks to a, let's call it questionable call against Andre Pilat on a slash. I got the penalty. I don't think that's a problem. But the fact that you call the penalty shot and not a regular penalty, which I thought was ridiculous. But it worked out for the Devils because, you know, Vegas didn't score. And then Miles Wood moments later ties it up at three. So we're you know going into overtime three to three. Devil both Vegas and New Jersey created some really good opportunities. And then Jesper Bragg gets a partial breakaway. He's getting hooked from behind. We're looking for a potential chance to get a penalty shot of our own. The ref doesn't call anything at all. And he says play on. Neither team could get one uh past uh the goaltender. And so the game goes to the dreaded shootout. And I feel like I don't even have to explain it to you. But the Devils, in four rounds, lose in the shootout by the final score of one to nothing and drop this game four to three. And none of the shootout attempts by the Devils were any good. Uh, and the goal that um, Shea Theodore scored to win the game, it was a soft one given up by Schmidt. You know, it kind of squeaked through his arm and ended up in the back of the net. Um, definitely felt like Akira Schmidt could have stopped three of the four goals that Vegas scored. So I don't want to put the full blame on him, but he's a big, you could put, you know, some blame on him, but you got to tip your cap to Aiden Hill, man. You, you really do. He had a 47 save game. He stopped 47 of the devil's 50 shots. He just made some unbelievable saves. Also, Jack Eichel made a hell of a skate save on a shot from Eric Halla earlier in the game. Um, you know, when the Golden Knights needed a big-time save, Aiden Hill delivered. And he's, just like Vitek Vanacek, has had a phenomenal year in a year where nobody expected him to be that good. So, yeah, it sucks to lose that game. I hate the shootout. I hate it with a burning passion. The Devils in my lifetime, have been awful at shootouts. And a lot of you Devils fans who listen to these podcasts, you know how much we want to abolish the shootout. I just think it's, especially in a game like this where there was so much excitement, so much back and forth and, you know, high intensity, like a playoff game, to have it end on a dud like that in a shootout, I think it's just a poor way to end it. So I would love to hope that down the road, we start to really, really push the envelope of removing the shootout altogether, playing continuous overtime and going from there because I think that will attract even more fans. I think it'll make the game even more exciting than it is now. This is just my opinion on it. But yeah, 
crappy way to lose the game, but you still get a point. So the Devils, you know, they do get a point. And with that game being over, that officially ends the Devils season against the Pacific Division. And the Devils finished the year an amazing 14-0-2 against the Pacific Division. They did not lose a single regulation game to any of the Pacific Division teams. And the only two games they lost in regulation in overtime shootout was an overtime loss to Seattle. And then the aforementioned uh, shootout loss to Vegas. So even then, the Devils only missed out on two points out of the out of all the points they could have gotten. So that's pretty phenomenal that they, in the 16 games they played against the Pacific Division, they got at least a point in every single one of them. So job well done by the Devils. They continue to do remarkable things to the point now where kind of starting to get used to it, that they're breaking records, they're doing things that we've never seen any Devils team do. And even if you ask the older generation, they will tell you the same thing, that we've never seen this type of hockey from the New Jersey Devils. And so they continue to do pretty impressive things. So it's a sucky loss, but again, you'll take a positive and you'll say, we got a point. We continue to separate ourselves uh, from the Rangers for second place in the Metro. We are all of a sudden having a much bigger focus on trying to potentially get past uh, Carolina into first place in the Metro. And the Devils knew that in just two days time, they had another game and they had a big, big addition that was making their Devils debut in this next game. The action never ends at DraftKings Sportsbook, especially this summer. With tons of ways to bet on all your favorite sports, you can feel your fandom and feel the heat of the season like never before. Plus, right now, DraftKings Sportsbook is giving new customers a risk-free bet up to $1,000. That's right. Make your first bet up to $1,000. And if you don't win, you'll get another shot to cash in. You could throw down on all major action for baseball, golf, MMA, and more. Plus, with same-game parlays, spreads, money lines, over-unders, and props, your bidding options feel endless. And with baseball season right around the corner, you already know there's going to be tons of opportunities picking who's going to win the World Series to All-Star Game voting and so, so much more. Best of all, DraftKings is safe, secure, and reliable, and you can deposit and withdraw your cash whenever you want. All you have to do is download the DraftKings Sportsbook app now, use our promo code THPN, make your first deposit, and get a risk-free bet up to $1,000. That's promo code THPN only at DraftKings Sportsbook. Minimum age and eligibility restrictions apply. See show notes for details. So now we go to the moment you all have been waiting for, right? Devils, Coyotes, and the biggest news of the day. We get to see the Devils play in Mullet Arena. Nah, I'm just kidding. The Devils got their big addition to finally get in the lineup. Timo Meyer. it was announced hours before the game that he was officially making his debut as a New Jersey Devil, rocking his old junior number, that number 96, which I think, I definitely feel that wearing a 90 or above number is just so sick. I feel like it's an underrated type of number to wear. I think that more players should wear them. And I know that a lot of the time, when a player wears a number like that, that high, usually means they're a pretty good player. So I think it's fair to say that Timo Meyer has earned the right to wear 96. So yeah, I mean, already excitement. You knew Timo was going to be playing this game. Like I mentioned, Devils' first trip to the Mullet Arena, the home of Arizona State and the temporary home of the Arizona Coyotes. I was definitely curious to see 
how the game would look, just the fact that it was a college arena. And I just want to say this. Shout out to all the Devils fans. Whether you're living in Arizona or you travel to the game, shout out to all of you for making that another home game for the New Jersey Devils. I mean, there were so many Devils fans at this game. It's amazing to see how this team is traveling so well. And obviously with the team being this good, I can understand it and people feeling proud and happy to be New Jersey Devils fans. And I, and it was just great to see so many people there in Devils red and black. It was awesome. It was absolutely awesome. And what was even more awesome was just after the opening faceoff, we heard a very loud, through the MSG broadcast, a very loud Let's Go Devils chant. It was loud. Very loud. And then moments after that, a very loud Timo Meyer chant when he got his first shift uh, with Jack Hughes and Jesper Bratt, which if that line can get it all together, whew, that's going to be dangerous for not just the rest of this season, but for years to come. And like that, I'm just I'm giddy with excitement about what, the you know, the possibility that they have together. But yeah, just those two chants, it was just like, damn. And that makes me excited for Tuesday's game against Toronto. Like, and that's going to be in New Jersey at the Rock. And I'm like, how the hell is this going to, what's it going to be like on Tuesday? If it's going to be like this, you know, on a road game. Uh, And Timo Meyer, man, flair for the dramatics on just his third shift as a New Jersey Devil. The puck comes out to him right in front. He's catching Connor Ingram with his legs open backhand through the legs into the net and Timo Meyer already getting his first goal as a New Jersey Devil, his 32nd of the year and the Devils up one nothing. And you couldn't ask for any better, right? You couldn't ask for any better for Timo Meyer to get it right away, get it out of the way, get himself going, get him acclimated with the team and everything like that. And you guys might find this funny. I was so pumped about it that I didn't even react to the fact that the Devils let the Coyotes tie it 70 seconds later. I was still freaking out about the Timo goal that it took me a little bit to recognize, oh shit, we're tied. Oh, that sucks. All right, well, we got to get the next goal. Like that was literally like my reaction uh, to it. So that was kind of a funny situation. Um, I will just say this in general, that the Devils did not play well in this game. It was a complete flip from the Vegas game. Perhaps it was just the Devils taking Phoenix lightly. I mean, excuse me, Arizona. I can't believe I'm still saying Phoenix. Arizona. Um, And I just want to say really quickly, Arizona may not be very good talent-wise, but they fight. Like, they got some really good pieces uh, that they can build around. And if they get a guy like Connor Bedard on that team... It's going to be a fun team to watch for years to come. I think they're still going to be fun even if they don't get Connor Bedard. Uh, but they, they're they slowly building something. Give them, give them some time. I think they're going to build something special there. Um, but not tonight. Not in this game. Uh, Jesper Boquist, who has really earned, has really, I really felt like he's deserved to get a goal. He would get one on a beautiful, oh, Absolutely beautiful pass from Damon Severson. Boquist kind of tapping it on the empty net. Great feed. Absolutely great feed. Boquist getting his sixth of the year. The Devils grab the 2-1 to lead after one. So despite the Devils not playing too particularly well, they got the lead. Timo Meyer's got a goal already. We're off and rolling. And the Devils, 
you know, wasted very little time to continue to uh, get their game going. Damon Severson with, and this is crazy because this is, this was only the fifth goal of the season for him. I feel like he has more than five, but he scores on the power play through a couple screens, top shelf. It was a really nice shot from Damon Severson and that made it three to one. I think what's great is that recently the Devils power play starting to get a couple more goals, starting to be more consistent. I think that that's really, really important. So yeah, big goal, three to one. And then the Devils just got lazy in the defensive zone. And I know that Vitek Vanacek gave up some soft one. I would say two of the goals that Arizona scored um, definitely were on him. Uh, Zach Cassian with just his second goal of the year goes bar down and he gets the Coyotes to within one. But Jesper Boquist again, this time his seventh of the year, with scoring a nice feed from Andre Pilat, just kind of a one-timer tap in. Boquist gets himself a second of the game and his first career multi-goal game. So all of a sudden we're on hat trick watch for freaking Jesper Boquist. And I said this on the live after the live recap after the game that I'm so happy for Boquist because he has really worked so hard to find a role. It took him until last year, late last year to find a role on this team. And he has done it so well and that's why he's still that's why he's always in the lineup on that third line he brings some speed he brings a little bit of that sneaky scoring I mean he's only three goals away from double digits so I think that he can definitely get there with 20 21 games left to go in this season but it's really great to see him get rewarded for a lot of his hard work and a lot of the chances that he creates so Boca's having himself a hell of a game the third period though pretty much a disaster just bad defense not too great of goaltending. Um, Schmaltz and McBain for Arizona would score, and all of a sudden we're tied. And sure enough, for the second straight game, we have to go to overtime. So you're kind of in the situation like it shouldn't have to go to overtime. We shouldn't be in this position. We blew a two goal lead, which Devils fans, we all know what it's like to watch our team blow multiple goal leads and lose the game. Uh, so obviously, you're not feeling all that great going into overtime, but the Devils wasted very little time. And the play started with face-off to the right of Vitek Vanacek in the defensive zone. Nico wins the face-off, gets it back to Dougie. Dougie was about to backcade it around the boards the other way to try to get it to Eric Halla, but he waited a second, got the, defend- got the defender to bait for just a moment, and then passed it up the other side with his forehand and made a long feed to a streaking Nico Heischer. Two-on-one, Nico's looking at Eric Halla, but he's not going to pass it. He snipes it far side into the back of the net, beating Connor Ingram, and the Devils just 23 seconds into this overtime, winning it overtime, thanks to the captain, Captain Nico, with his 27th of the year, and the Devils come away with the victory at four to three. So the Devils cap off the road trip. Honestly, if you look at it getting five of a possible six points on the road trip, great. Absolutely fantastic. Um, again, not ideal that you had to go to overtime against Arizona, but you know the Coyotes have knocked off some of the best teams in the NHL this year. So they can surprise you and they can compete. And uh, they put up a great fight. They did not give up. So you got to give them a lot of credit. But the Devils get themselves that second point and a big one there. Couple of notes in this game. Eric Halla, who 
ever since he got back to being on that third line center role, the role that he was expected to play when he first got here, he's flourishing again. And he's starting to get points. He got two points in this one, two assists. Damon Severson had himself one of his better games of late, a goal and an assist. And Jesper Boquist, like I said, he got himself a couple goals. And of course, Timo Meyer getting his first goal as a New Jersey Devil. So overall, you know, definitely an up and down game, but still got the win regardless. Unfortunately, Dawson Mercer's goal streak came to an end at eight games, but he extends his point streak to nine. So this upcoming game on Tuesday night against Toronto, he'll have a chance to get his point streak to double digits um, in that one. And with that overtime win, ladies and gentlemen, the Devils record now in overtime has moved to an amazing 10-3. and three. Their 10 overtime wins leads the entire NHL. And this is the first time in franchise history that the Devils have won 10 or more games in overtime in a season. So again, the record-breaking Devils, man. They just continue to find ways to break new records, set new standards, and this is a, this is hopefully new standards for a long time to come for New Jersey Devils hockey. So an overall really, really good road trip, and got to be excited. I mean, great that this upcoming week the Devils only have one home game, which is like ridiculous. We're home for one game, and then we're back on the road again. But nonetheless – you know, it's time to get it's time to get excited, man, because the Devils are back home and they got a n- couple new additions to the lineup and coming off all these big wins, man. I mean, you can't help but be excited. So let's look ahead to what we got this upcoming week. So Devils record right now, 41, 15 and 6, 88 points. So they are only 12 points away from 100. That dude, They only have to win. At least six more games. They only have to win at least six more games to get to 12 points, to get to 100 points. Think about that. That's crazy that we are in a situation where we went from beginning of the year, let's just hope they get in the playoffs, to now we're not thinking about getting in the playoffs, but we're thinking about how far can we go with this regular season and then how far can we really go in the playoffs. Devils are right now two points out of first place in the Metropolitan Division. Still very much in second place in the Metro, now by nine points. As the Rangers have lost back-to-back games to Ottawa and then Boston. So they have left points on the board. And the Devils have definitely separated themselves. So again, it's still very much looking like the stars are going to align in which the Devils and Rangers face off in the first round. But there's still a lot of hockey left. And again, the Devils only two points behind Carolina for first place in the Metropolitan Division. Devils also continue to be third place in the Eastern Conference and continue to be third place in the National Hockey League. And they'll have a big-time matchup on Tuesday. Not just for the fact that Timo Meyer makes his home debut as a New Jersey Devil, but you're going up against the fifth-best team in the NHL in the pretty hot Toronto Maple Leafs. Now, they, are, have, they have been struggling of late, so let's see what they got. And they are going to be without John Tavares, who's dealing with a sickness, and we found out on Monday afternoon, Ryan O'Reilly with a broken thumb is now on long-term IR. So a guy who they just acquired not too long ago is going to be out long-term. So we'll see if he gets back for the playoffs. But he will definitely be—he definitely will not be playing against the Devils on Tuesday. However, Devils still got to take on Austin Matthews, Mitch Marner, uh, William Nylander, and all those guys. And the Devils are looking for revenge. I don't think I have to explain why. But maybe I have to. 
we're looking for revenge from that no- late November game and all the controversy that that came with it. So we'll see what the Devils can bring, man. It's going to be an exciting night. I'm going to be there in Section 107. I can't wait to see a lot of you guys at that game as well. Bring your A game. Bring the noise. And let's cheer on this team to help them get a dub. The rest of the week, Devils are in Washington on Thursday night. I, um, I'm i not going to be able to cover that game. Uh, so I'll do my best to kind of get out stuff if I can. But I won't be able to cover that game. But they'll be in Washington on Thursday. And then Saturday, they will be in Montreal to take on the Canadians. So the Devils have a couple of winnable games moving forward here. Toronto's going to be the toughest one. Then you got Washington, who's still in a position to try to make the playoffs. And then you got Montreal, who obviously is, you know, definitely hoping to maybe uh, pull off a miracle, maybe get uh, another lottery uh, first overall pick, maybe get Connor Bedard to play for the Canadians. We'll see. So hopefully by the next time you and I talk here, uh, the Devils will have gotten themselves hopefully W against Toronto and looking to try to get a couple more against Washington and Montreal. But guys, I only got one question for you. What time is it? It's Timo time, baby.